gardening on the Pat Kenny Show with the Husqvarna Automower. Keep your lawn looking pristine from the comfort of your own home. See Husqvarna.ie. Now I'm joined by Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, to talk about uh, gifting to you the gardener in your life. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat, and what a beautiful gardening day, beautiful weather. Uh, I, from tomorrow, it might be hard to dig into the soil if you've got anything to do because the, the, the cold weather is coming. It'll become rock hard, at least for a few days. But anyway, let's talk about Christmas gifts uh, first. And one of them is a, a hand trowel, which might get you through the hard soil. So this is this is a, a, a brilliant garden trowel, Pat, called the Capability Trowel. And it is a very capable uh, piece of equipment. It's brilliant for planting bulbs or bedding plants or herbaceous uh, plants, but it also is unique in that on the blade, the blade is stainless steel. On one side, it's got a serrated edge, which is brilliant for cutting roots or stems of plants. On the other side, it's got a very sharp blade, which is knife-like, brilliant for opening compost bags or fertilizer bags. And then on the handle, it's got a unique hammer for hammering down stakes or hammering in tacks or nails around the garden. So they call it the capability trowel. I have one for many years. It comes, it's stainless steel, Pat. It comes with a 20-year guarantee, and it is a fantastic piece of kit. I'd highly recommend it and it retails for under 20 euros so my advice is to get one of those for the gardener in your life speaking of tools pat another of my favorite is the wolf garden hoe and you'll often hear me recommending um, a trip around the garden to scuffle out the weeds particularly in the spring and summer period and i generally use the wolf garden hoe weekly in my own garden it's a great way of organically getting rid of any of those pesky weeds as they come above the surface of the soil. It's German-made. Again, it's stainless steel. And I think I have my one for 14 or 15 years at this stage. It's a really, really brilliant device around the garden. Now, if you're a bit more ambitious in your gifting, uh, a greenhouse. Now, we're not talking about, you know, getting in the uh, construction people to build a greenhouse. Uh, A simpler kind of greenhouse. Yeah, well, my, my dad, Pat, is 86 and he gardens nearly every day and he's got the Bella greenhouse uh, in his garden, which I particularly like because it, it, it's, it's a glass house or a greenhouse without glass. So it's got this unbreakable polycarbonate, which is very safe where you've got families with children or pets or particularly for the elderly. If you stumble against it, you're not going to break the actual um, polycarbonate. It's unbreakable. But yet it gives a fantastic working space that you can use right through the winter period. I mean, a day like today, you can be out pottering about in your Bella greenhouse and and uh, particularly as we come into spring, it's brilliant for bringing on the young yeah. seedlings or taking cuttings. So a greenhouse for me is absolutely brilliant. And they are aluminium pads, so they're maintenance free as well. OK, how much would one cost? Well, they come in different sizes. You're looking at around 800 euros starting price up to maybe 1500 for a, a quite a large size. Mm-hmm. But once you have it, you have it forever. Now, uh, veg pods. These are the if you want to grow vegetables, say you've got a small garden or a balcony or just a patio and you want to grow again some of your five a day. There is a unit called the veggie pod, which is a covered structure. It's on it's on uh, legs. Uh, so it's raised. It's about waist high. So, again, a brilliant unit for families in particular, but also, again, for older people that don't want to be stooping and digging. The veggie pod, you simply fill it with compost and you can grow your herbs and salads and your vegetable plants 
12 months of the year. In my one at the moment, I've actually got some celery leaf that I'm cutting on a regular basis. It's a soup celery leaf, which is beautiful. And it's brilliant for herbs as well. So that's the veggie pod. Very simple, very easy to use. And you can use it 12 months of the year to grow your edibles. Okay, now for more modest gifting uh, for the birds, uh, you've got bird hampers and you've got bird yeah. tables and bird boxes and feeders. And it, it is the time of year when we need to think about our garden songbirds, particularly with this really cold weather. And I think there's no better entertainment to have a bird table or a bird feeder in your garden and to watch the birds coming right through the winter period. So doing giving something back to nature, there's no better way than to hang up some fat balls or some feeders or a bird table in the garden. And again, this is the time of year that we put up the nesting boxes, cleaning out the old nesting boxes that we may have, but also putting up some new fresh boxes so that the weather before the nesting season kicks off in late February, early March. So it's a great way to give okay. back to nature. Lots of uh, questions uh, coming in. OK, when's the best time to sow wildflowers and should I dig up the soil? I planted two years ago, but this year they didn't grow. Do I need to re-sow every year from Brian and Meath? No, Brian. I mean, generally wildflower seeds, when you buy them, they come in a collection of annuals and perennials mixed together. Perennials come back year after year. Now, the weather at the moment is ideal for the digging of the soil, Pat, for if you need to till over an area, if you're planting, if you're planning to plant some wildflowers or maybe some vegetables next spring, then my advice is actually to work the soil at this time of year because the frost at nighttime helps to break it down and condition it and give it a nice tilt, which it makes it easy to sow seed into. The sowing of wildflowers wildflower seed will commence at the end of February, early March, but there's no reason why you can't get the soil conditions just right now. So use the couple of dry days that we have and then sow the the seed of wildflower seed next March. Now, this is about uh, cutting a hedge. Is it any harm to cut a grisolinia hedge at this time of year with the cold weather? Well, better, it's better left off. Grisolinia is one of the hedges that can dam- get damaged from frost. And particularly we're into kind of minus four, minus five over the next couple of nights. So you might see the tips of your grisolinia being blackened and damaged. So my advice really is to leave the pruning now until early spring. So allow the winter, any damage that's going to occur will be on the younger growth. And that can then can be trimmed off at the end of February or early March. So there's going to be no new growth on hedges, Pat. So they're not, it's not as if they're going to be growing over the winter. So leave them alone until March. I've just got a new patio in. It's taken longer than planned. I presume it's too late to lay turf now. When would be the earliest we can put down lawn? Well, my advice, again, a bit like the wildflower seed, Pat, is to get the soil done now. And that takes the the longest period of time. So the weather conditions at the moment are perfect for raking soil, digging soil, firming soil in. And again, the frost will will help to prepare a fine tilth. And lawn seed germinates anything over 10 degrees Celsius. So leave it the sowing of the seed until February or early March. Coming up to St. Patrick's weekend, if you sow a lawn at that time of year, you get fabulous lawn by midsummer. But get the soil conditions worked now over the winter period. Advice in relation to Buxus hedging. I have a Buxus hedge stretching five metres, but parts of it are just dying. I've used miracle Grow and Buxus feed, but still the plant is dying in, spa- in places. Yeah, and, and uh, boxwood patch is, is a real old-fashioned hedge with those small leaves, goes 
back to the Victorian times. In the last number of years, it has been affected by box blight, which the yellow, the, fo- the foliage goes yellow, orange in colour and starts to die out in sections. You need a fungicide to control the disease. So something with a copper-based fungicide. And there's one called Top Boxes, which you'll get in your local garden centre. It's a little green tablet. You mix it in water and apply it to the foliage. Now, the time to do that would be early spring. So with the cold weather, the funguses are, are not going to be active. So my advice really is just to leave the boxwood hedge alone. Don't feed it at this time of year. You're only encouraging it back into growth and it'll get damaged. So leave it alone. And as we get into March and April of next year, then that's the time to okay. start and using it. it will recover. Well, anything that's dead, Pat, needs to be pruned out. So so anything that's physically dead, prune that out. And that could be done at this time of year just to tidy it up. But in terms of the the using the fungicide and and a feed next spring, that will help to bring it back and fill up the bare patches. And Noreen says, I have an apple tree. When we first moved uh, to our house, it fruited. Now for the last three years, it has blossom on it, but all the leaves die and nothing comes. A bit late in the season now, but what is going on? Well, first of all, apple trees, Pat, need pollinators, they need partners. And we always advise, you'll often hear me mentioning the family apple tree, which has got two different varieties grafted onto the one tree that flower at the same time and pollinate one another. But generally speaking, when you're planting apples in the garden, I always recommend you plant them in a cluster of three, three different varieties. So, for example, you might have James Grieve mixed with Katie or Golden Delicious, and they'll cross-pollinate one another. They flower at the same time. So if an apple tree is flowering, and not fruiting, it's not being pollinated. And it's as simple as that. Simple so as that. Either, get, get either, a pal. E- get a pal for it. Or even one of the ornamental crab apples, the malus like John Downey or Golden Hornish, they'll pollinate apple trees as well. So get a nice decorative malus tree, which is a crab apple tree. That will pollinate your apple tree. And uh, you know the best of both worlds. Very words. Good. Porik, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.